Welcome to The Writer's Block, a podcast for writers by writers, providing you with a great resource and community. Here are your hosts, Abel, Amber, and Julie. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Writer's Block Podcast. Today, we are recording episode five, where we're going to talk a little bit about how to find your ideal reader or tribe. And the three of us have no idea how to do that, so hopefully someone (laughs) can help us out here. (laughs) No, um, today I am the moderator of this show, so uh, the video will be up on my channel. The link for that will be in the description of this show. Uh, The last episode we talked about um, when can you call yourself a writer and when is it okay to and all this good stuff. Really good conversation. If you missed the last episode, make sure you check that out on Julie's channel for the video. Hey there, everyone. Right before we get into this topic for the week, we are going to cut to one of our sister podcasts. We have a quick memo from one of them. Hello, hello, guys. It's Ashley and Chloe from the Siren Podcast. Hey, guys. A podcast all about Freeform's new show, Siren. Siren takes the whimsical concept of mermaids and gives it a darker twist. You can watch Siren on Hulu or the Freeform app. All of our episodes can be found on YouTube or Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social media and join the Mer family. All right, now let's get right into this week's topic. Enjoy. Alrighty, guys. So let's get right into this episode, how to find your ideal reader. Uh, last time we were here on my channel, we talked about building a platform. And um, I think it kind of meshes very well with that, kind of coming off of that episode. Um, building your author platform, we talked about doing social media, but doing like what you're comfortable with. And I think how to find your reader is kind of very similar to that as in like you have to find literally where your reader where your readers hanging out right like if you're writing new adult young adult you know that your readers are on social media right if you're writing adult more than likely your readers probably going to be on facebook that seems to be like an older you're an adult book readers probably not on twitter (laughs) and tumblr and instagram stories um so new adult and young adult i think um probably a more social media more social media savvy. I think Julie, you, we talked about this last time, you like really nailed Instagram stories. And I, I kind of clicked where you said like you had taken a survey, I think on your channel and they wanted you to daily vlog. And you're like, um, that's uh, for anybody, for anybody who doesn't know being a YouTuber and for daily vlogging is the hardest thing to do. Uploading every, uploading every day is hard, but a daily vlogging every day is extremely hard. Um, so you said like, screw that. And you kind of screw with Instagram stories. So you kind of mm-hmm. met your, your viewers in the middle and like how, like, I, I told myself, I really want to do that. Cause I feel like a lot of my readers are on Instagram. They're very it's young adults, very visual. And I just, I can't come up with, I, you, I know you kind of just talk about your day and you talk about your writing and stuff. I just, how do you feel comfortable doing that when, I feel like me recording and talking to myself on Instagram stories, it's when people are gonna be like, mm, like that's not what we want. Like how do you how did, <laughs> like how did you just kinda of break into that? Like how do you feel that's comfortable? Not doing it. That? Um, I don't I don't know. I feel like for me a lot of the times too, when I just sit down to make YouTube content in general, I treat it as a conversation with friends. So Instagram stories for me is the best compromise for daily vlogging because I don't have to edit anything. I can literally just share my day. And I think what you're discussing and what I think a lot of people feel when they think about doing something like Instagram stories daily 
is the idea that people don't care what you do on a day-to-day basis. And when you build your tribe and when you have a social media following and platform that's created around you as a brand, as a writer and as a person, um, then they do care. Like they're there for a reason. Everybody has a choice whether they subscribe to you or not. They have a choice whether they click on that Instagram story or not. And once you set a precedent for the kind of content that you're going to have there, then it's up to them whether they click on it or not. And I'm very lucky because they have been clicking on it. Um, And I think that that really speaks to the continuity between myself as an actual human being in my day-to-day life and myself on YouTube. There is no difference. There's no persona on YouTube versus who I am in my day-to-day life. And I don't pretend to lead this really exciting life. Like I don't only vlog or Instagram story when I'm out and about or at a special event or something like I'm in my pajamas on my bed, reading a book 99% of the time with no makeup on, but people care because they're a invested in what I'm reading, which is what I talk about a lot on there, or they're invested in my writing journey and my editing journey, which again is what I talk about on there, or they want to know me better as a person on a personal level that they can't get on YouTube because there's really no place for it on my booktube channel. And they want to see my dogs or my nieces and nephews or what I do on a day-to-day basis, just kind of running errands or dropping stuff off for the giveaway I just ran or whatever. Um, And I think that speaks to your tribe and your platform and they will care because they are invested in you as a person. And that's a part of being good at your branding. So it's not awkward for me because I realize that it's just another instant way for me to connect and get DMS back and messages back and interact with people and do polls. Um, and it's just another way to strengthen my connection with the people that I'm networking with. So it doesn't feel awkward because it's just me talking to friends every day. Basically it's like texting, but on a mass market, you know, like on a mass level. Hmm. Amber, do you do anything? Um, I know you don't really do like Instagram stories as, as uh, much, or do you do anything that maybe you, online that you do kind of consistently where you think that you have like a following like i don't know if you're part of like any forums or anything um do you do anything consistently like that i i really don't anymore i used to blog and do all that daily but um i actually tried to do start doing instagram stories and the problem is is my instagram account i've had for so long since instagram first like opened and I have so many people on there that like I work with and family and I Instagram storied a book haul. I went to the bookstore and I was like, Hey, look at the books I just got. And literally five people came up to me the next day and they were like, why are you talking about books on your Instagram? Because I don't tell anybody that I have like a booktube channel or anything about that. Um, And daily vlogging, I've even tried that. I did it for what that eight days for that first contemporary thon. And I had a lot of fun, but like after like the first five days, I was like, okay, I did a montage of me writing. I did a montage of me working. I did a montage of me walking, you know, at lunch. And I'm like, what the heck do I even put in here now? But I actually got a lot of feedback from real life people that found my vlogs for some reason. It was weird. So it does, it does matter that people do care. I just don't get it why they care. Oh, (laughs) But Julie, yeah. you are also the same in real life because I've actually met you in person, and you're the same on Instagram, on YouTube, and in real life. Real life, so you got that going. 
Yeah, I think on my YouTube channel, I am a little bit different just because it's called the Young Adult Author Show. So, like, I'm trying not to curse. I'm trying not to do stuff like that. But really, I have a bad mouth, you know, and um, I can filter myself pretty easily. I think I'm just on my YouTube channel. I, I want, like, kids and everyone to be able to watch it. So I do kind of watch what I say. And that's not being fake. It's just kind of being, like... When I'm at work, I do the same thing. I can't go cussing at everyone at work, but I'm the same person. You know what I mean? So, of course, uh, it's just a filtered down version of me a little bit. But if you follow me on Twitter, oh god, it's a it's a free for all there. I'm like that bitch in line. You know, I'm like I'm like whatever is on my mind on Twitter. But um, I think a lot of it has to do with like you know we talk about building a platform now specifically building uh, finding a tribe, finding your your ideal reader. I think you have to be where your readers are, do what your readers like to do. Um, so. That, I can tell you, is why the original idea of why I created the Shadowhunters podcast. Um, because I write young adult, I write fantasy, and it was very influenced by the Mortal Instruments. And y'all know Amber and everyone that follows me knows I love Cassandra Clare like no other. And I was like, well, I'm her reader. Her readers, I feel like, would like my stuff because it's very similar. So that's the reason why I created the Shadowhunters podcast. It was like... Well, I'm going to do this because I love her stuff and I love it. And at the same time, I could kind of throw my stuff in there every now and then because I feel like it's very similar and I'm 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 where my readers are. My my reader yeah. likes Cassandra Clare stuff because I like Cassandra and it's very influenced by it. Um, so I was like, OK, well, that's why I'm starting that podcast. You know, I'm going to be where my reader is. And I feel like Shadowhunters, um, it was a new TV show coming out and it was just right timing. And the same thing with all my other podcasts that have uh, created on this network. Um, I'm where my readers are. Um, every Almost every podcast is about a young adult TV show, except this one. This one's my very first, like, our original kind of content. And so it's scary. Um, <laughs> it is scary. But um, at the same time, you get to see, like, the author and the business side of things. Um, but, yeah, that is the reason why I created the Shadowhunters podcast was... Um, you need to be where your readers are. And like to your point, Amber, um, I have a lot of family and friends on my Instagram account. And I mainly the content that I, for a while, I was so doing so good. I was posting like books and um, like my like Instagram, like my actual feed looked really good. I'm like, okay, this is like goals. Like this is like yeah. every picture kind of looked the same. And I kind of like that. Like when you go to someone's page and they have an like, aesthetic, you know, I was like, okay, this, I have one. And then I kind of dropped off. I'm like, fuck. You know, I'm like, dropped off. I'm like, it's very hard to take pictures every single day. And, you know, this is what I'm reading every day. And then, um, and like Amber, you said, like, people would be like, so why do you have pictures of books everywhere? I'm like, oh, why, do you, why do you have a picture of your fucking spaghetti from last night? Like, <laughs> you know? Like, I don't care about your eggs, Benedict, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. Kind of the same good, reason. Though. Like, uh, Julie, do you have, do you, has you ever, like, run into that or, like, people in your personal life or is it? Um, no, I think I've always been such a writer and such a reader that it would be, like, it's not weird for me to talk about it. It's not weird for people to kind of, like, realize that I found something that's, like, so naturally me. Um, but so, so that doesn't that doesn't really bother me for a while there, especially um, when I had the, the indie chicks and. I was 
growing my social media platforms past people that I knew personally. Like for a lot of people, social media is just who they know personally. It's not a network of other people that they just randomly meet or that follow them but don't really know them. Um, so for a while, my social media was difficult because my family wasn't comfortable with like the cross sharing of like especially children's photos like I don't know everybody who can see my stuff so then like children's photos are being shared and they don't know who can see the kids you know like so until privacy settings got better for a lot of social media that was like a really difficult thing for me because I don't have separate accounts like my Facebook my Instagram my Twitter everything is just very mixed and very blended and it always was so even now like Facebook I have a buddy read group where like everybody can come in and join but I don't accept friend requests from people on Facebook that I don't know personally whereas Twitter and Instagram I accept everybody and anybody um so that's just kind of the way that I I work that like between personal and like social or networky kind of social media but I don't I don't really run into any issues with, with that kind of stuff. Cause again, it's just like, I don't filter myself one place or the other. And I, I love being like a new adult, older, young adult, kind of like a genre. And it's the people that I kind of have around me on booktube, like that's kind of what I read on booktube. So it's kind of what I expect to like draw to me on my other social media platforms as well. Um, I have a drunk show you know, like I curse. So mm. I don't have to worry about like any of that kind of stuff. And I gave up a long time ago on having any aesthetic or look like I will never be a bookstagrammer. My Instagram account is like a hot mess, but it's fun. And it's me <laughs> like a little bit of makeup, a little bit of books, a little bit of selfies, a little bit of like dogs and stuff playing. Um, so I don't, I don't work too hard at anything, which I think is a part of like my fun, quirky brand. It's just like, if you want me, here I am, but I'm not going to work for it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it was funny because like my boss had asked me to share a post on Instagram about because we were closed for the hurricane. You know, we got hit last year, and we were reopening. And I'm like, mm, I'll post on Facebook, but I'm not posting on Instagram because I have like an aesthetic <laughs> on my Instagram, and I'm not going to post like a grand reopening of my biz, of my day job on my Instagram. That's like. I'm like, that's like my side job, so like I can't do that. Yeah. And he was like, I hate you. Um, <laughs> and like I've been approached by like our company's um, social media team to join like um, a part of their team, but we'd have to post like on my social media. I'm like, I don't do that because that's like that's my that's where I, like the podcast people like they follow me there and they know I'm out of the three of us on my main podcast. They call me like, you know, they just call me like a savage. I'm very like, I say what's on my mind and I just like, it just comes out. I'm like, that's too bad. And um, unless I'm filtering myself again, because I can do that, but I don't like to. And so usually, you know, like on Twitter, like I'm not going to have one post where it's like um, talking about my company and this and that for my day job. And then my next post is like, oh, fuck, I just, you know, this lady in line skipped and blah, 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 you know. Um, but yeah. yeah. Of like again back to kind of finding your reader. Um, I also think it's important to to kind of like like Julie, like you said, you're very real. Like do the things that they like to do. Like a lot of your readers, they're not necessarily going to be bookstagrammers, right? Bookstagrammers are kind of they they're some of those people. I'm like, dude, that's like a full time job to do what they do. Some of them, you know, that's like yeah. a full like you have to have a full time like photo shoot. And I'm like, we're not doing that, you know. Um, but I feel like doing things they do, like posting just a picture of your dog or posting, you know, pictures of you and uh, you're out, you know, you know, Instagram stories when you're out running errands, you're doing what they, what your readers do. 
you know, um, it's not really always your following, but your readers. That's I feel like finding a tribe there, they're going to be attracted to you and they, they believe in your author platform that you've built. So I feel like that's when they start following you as a reader. Um, and not everyone who follows you, like we talked about last episode on building out author platforms, not everyone who follows your platform is going to be a reader of yours, right? Like that's kind of important mm-hmm. to know too. Amber, like you said, your first book you wrote was what was it? Like a vampire, like erotic <laughs> vampire movie? porn. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like that reader is probably not going to read, you know, a young adult book that you might write in the future. And if they do, they're they're probably expecting two different things. <laughs> So, which, yeah, I mean, it, it's normal. Which, when I wrote that, I was actually very heavily involved in the erotica writing blogging. There was this whole huge, like, section of people that just wrote erotica stories on blogs. And that's when I wrote that book and a short story book that shall remain nameless. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I kind of I want to go into the topic of. If if you're finding a reader, right, like me, I'm say, okay, I'm going to find a young adult reader because that's what I like to write. I'm going to venture off into new adult eventually because a young adult becomes a new adult. Um, how do you feel, or I can ask both of you because I'm sure both of you are writing different genres, right? Genre hopping. How do you feel, like, how do you find a reader that's going to read your new adult fantasy and that's at the same time is going to read your you know, sci-fi book that you might write in two years. Like, how do you, how do you, how do you think that you do that? I don't, I, cause I, I wouldn't know how to successfully do that. I, like I said, I do see going from YA fantasy to new adult fantasy because your reader's going to grow up, you know, but how do you, how do you feel comfortable writing in different genres? Cause I don't specifically like, you know, erotica to fantasy or fantasy to sci-fi. How do you, Julie, if you want to answer that first, you, you can. Sure. So I, I think it's important to note that a, a part of like your, your tribe that you've branded and gather around yourself, they're going to either a read it regardless of whether or not it's like their thing because they just want to support you personally. I think you're always going to have that little faction. Um, and then also all of us being booktubers, I think that there's ways to network and announce like, Hey, this is the genre that I'm writing in. Like who's interested in this or looking up, similar or comparative book reviews and trying to talk to those people. Um, But I, my first book was flash fiction and it was from very young, you know, like it spanned a lot of different topics. There was some like horror-ish, some sci-fi-ish, some fantasy, some contemporary, like it was a little bit of everything in there. Um, I dabbled in a pen name for erotica for a little while and that's, I would never expect that like, band of people to follow me over to like my published work um and now I'm writing and a new adult urban fantasy so I haven't marketed that yet but I do think that um a part of building your tribe and finding your reader is the same thing that we've been talking about over and over again is that constant connection with your readers and with your tribe and with the group of people that you've surrounded yourself with just hype them up for it. Like if you're transparent about the writing process, doing like booktube tags or author tube tags for your like main character, your work in progress, talking about it, getting them excited because you're excited about it. Um, I think really helps to, you know, even if it's maybe not their genre, they're really intrigued in it now and they're invested in it because they came along with the journey with you. 
And then I think that um, there's so many forums. There's so many groups on Goodreads for sci-fi readers, for new adults, for, you know, whatever. And you work your way into there. And you work your way into there and you talk to them throughout your writing process. Like, you don't go in there after you have a book published. You go in there early. You talk to them. You find out what they're loving, what they're not loving. You get to know them. You make yourself known in those forums. And then when you finally publish a book down the road and you've already established yourself in that group, like then you've, you've got a base, you know? Um, but I think a lot of the, the issues that people run into is when they try to sell to people that they've just gone into, you know, like you find a Facebook group and you run in, you've never said hi, you've never interacted. And you're like, Hey, just publish this book. Totally your genre. Check it out. And they're like, dude, I don't know you. <laughs> like, it's like this, the quickest way to turn people off. So if you know you want to write in a certain genre, go start hanging out in those forums, in those groups, start talking to people um, and make yourself known. I think it goes a really, really long way to help other people out, help other authors out, help other writers out. And I think that you can kind of share, you, you know, I've had people where they've shared newsletters, you know, with me or they've pimped me out in their newsletter to their, you know, readers of the same genre. Um, or they've offered to let me promote myself in their group to people that they have already established connections with. And then there's that trust so that the sell of your book is, you know, they don't do that all the time and then they allow that for you. And then it's like a trusted sell. Uh, so I think that, that those kinds of things really, really go undone by self-published authors. You think that you can just like publish and then go and like pimp yourself and it'll be fine, but you need to do some groundwork. You need to lay some groundwork and, and, make yourself known in certain circles so that when the book does come out, they're invested, they're there with you, you've built connections, you know, so there's, it takes time. And so, so many people don't want to do it, but take the time to go hit up those forums, join those groups, start conversations and offer other writers feedback, offer to help other writers out when you can and build those connections. And it really does pay off in the end when it comes time to, to market your own. Cool. Yeah, and I, I think a good place to start too is Twitter because there's so many. Twitter has now become kind of the catch-all of all of the different ages and genres of people. Um, because, like you say, Facebook is usually an older crowd. Instagram is usually kind of more of a younger crowd. But Twitter, like I know people, writers on there and readers on there that span every genre, every age. So I think that, you know, hashtag, you know, fantasy or hashtag sci-fi and kind of start following some of those people and getting to know them. But don't immediately, like Julie said, don't immediately just pimp yourself out. Actually try to be personable, get to know them and see what they like to read and tell them what you like to read. And then eventually be like, oh, I also kind of wrote this book, you know, eventually just don't jump in immediately be like hi i just met you read my book <laughs> don't do yeah. that like those automatic dms when you follow someone <laughs> oh god i was yeah. the, the quickest way for me to unfollow you i will follow yeah. you i'll follow you and then i get a dm hey thanks for following me check out my book i'm like bitch no it's not gonna work <laughs> <Lock>. <laughs> nope that are the comments on booktube where you're like i loved your content i have a channel too come follow for follow subscribe and i'm like dude never i know that is so different than oh my god i love this tag i did it too like you know what i mean like i did this tag. if someone commented like oh my god i did this tag too i'll probably go check it out but if they're like 
you know, follow for follow. I'm like, mm, no. And don't just say I like your content. Actually, respond about something that I said in the video yeah. that lets me know you actually watched the video. Like, say, oh man, I really love Children of Blood and Bone too. I kind of I read it in my wrap up. You know, like maybe yeah. that's a little bit better of a way to, you know, get people over yeah. to you. Yeah, well, I I wanted to pick your brains. Really, this is kind of a selfish topic for me because I <laughs> I wanted to see, like, Julie, how does she do Instagram stories so well? And I also <laughs> know both of you have written in different genres. And I was like, well, I want to know how they both do that. So uh, I feel like where being your being where your uh, reader is is important. Um, and like you said, if you're going to write different genres, I guess just kind of pivot back and forth between where those readers might be and where your current readers are um but yeah thank you guys for this anything else that you'd like to add no we're good good luck all right <laughs> well thank you guys for listening to another episode of the writer's block podcast the next episode will be on amber's channel um i don't know that we have a topic for that one yet because we're batch recording these um so far in advance so uh when we do have a topic we'll announce it on our twitter all of our social medias are posted in the description of this audio form. Again, this video will be on my channel, and the last one was on Julie's. The next one will be on Amber. So check us out there, and we will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to The Writer's Block. We hope you'll join us for our next show. And until then, remember, it's perfectly okay to write garbage, as long as you edit brilliantly.